Hey, business leaders of tomorrow, welcome to the fourth episode. I'm your host, Amit Chavla, India's leading business clarity coach. Picture this. It's the afternoon of January 7, 2023. I'm outside the Raya Zion Club at Gurgaon, looking at the standees for Deepika's book launch. The anticipated launch was set for 2.30 p.m. Inside the hall, there was a flurry of activities. The stage was getting ready. The sign-up corner was being set up. Round tables were placed strategically around the room. And the food layout looked inviting. I approached one of the guards and requested a wheelchair. He obligingly brought one and said, Sir, I will get the guest when someone needs a wheelchair. I smiled and said, No, I will take the wheelchair because our author... Deepika will be needing it. His face registered surprise. Clearly, the standees of Deepika gave no hint of this. Rewind to December 25th, 2022. We had a family day out at Madhavgar farmhouse, 75 kilometers from our house. There were around 20 people and the idea was to enjoy Christmas with family. After some sumptuous snacks, we saw the Burma Bridge with children crossing it. Deepika got curious and climbed the bridge. It was only five feet above the ground. As she navigated, stepping and balancing herself, holding the ropes, I got excited and also started following her. My brother was filming us as we crossed the low-hanging bridge. And then, suddenly, she lost balance. Her sandal got stuck in the rope and she fell down on her back. We all rushed to get her up and put her on a chair. I asked, are you okay? Expecting a positive reply. She said, no, something is broken. We took her to a nearby clinic and got her x-ray done. My daughter Drishti was with me. As we entered the doctor's cabin, we saw the x-ray films in his hands. I remember anxiously asking the doctor, what does the x-ray show? He looked at us gravely and said, well, there is a good news and a bad news. The bad news is that Deepika's hip bone has a hairline fracture. My heart sank, but I pressed. And the good news? The good news is that it's a self-healing injury and it can be cured with complete bed rest for three months, he replied. Doctor, her book is getting launched in two weeks. Can she somehow attend the launch? I asked hopefully. He initially said no, but gave us a little hope when I insisted. If she takes utmost care, does not exert much and uses a wheelchair, she might manage. With a ray of hope, we decided to keep the launch date unchanged. With Deepika on complete bed rest, Roy and I decided to take charge and do whatever was needed to get the launch pad ready. Fast forward to the launch day, Deepika entered the hall on a wheelchair, surprising many. The event was a tremendous success. We had over 100 people turning up, many of our seniors and close friends and family members included. Throughout, Deepika kept standing at one place, very unlike her. And I was running around, very unlike me. Many who came did not even know she had a fractured hip bone. After the launch, 
Deepika, my children and Roy went to the restaurant at the club to celebrate. As we sipped red wine, we recounted how we got there in the first place. It was January 2020 when Deepika, Roy and I were at Clarity Hive. Throughout her career of more than 30 years in the corporate world, Deepika has had the opportunity to learn, lead and relearn from mentors, colleagues and mentees. All these experiences had helped her grow, teaching her lessons from both her successes and failures. By then, Deepika had compassionately mentored many women professionals within her network and amongst her colleagues. In this journey, she had observed women more closely, whether at the office, at home, or through her philanthropic endeavors. She found gaps and challenges that particularly torment women professionals as they navigate their own hero's journey of struggle and success. David Keeley, founder of IDEO and Design Thinking Principles, once said, "The main tenet." of design thinking is empathy for the people you're trying to design for leadership is exactly the same thing building empathy for the people you are interested to help keely emphasized that he and his team have learned that the most important breakthroughs result from understanding what other people genuinely needs in other words empathy opens the door to greater and perhaps unexpected ideas that can set your approach apart from others sipping her coffee dipika mentioned that while she had been mentoring women her reach was limited to the few women she was in contact with how can i bring about a larger impact in the lives of women professionals this question weighed on her mind prompting her to conceive speak up lady a women's mentoring program We put together a five-week program for each batch, where Deepika mentors working women, helping them break their own biases and shatter their own glass ceilings. Compassion had met a catalyst. The impact was visible as mentees pen down their unique experiences and takeaways from the program. These women not only looked up to a mentor per se; they needed a sounding board also to open up. Try at times and then restart a journey of empowerment. Little nudges, honesty, and empathy, helping them create their own vision and storyboards—what we call personal branding—and above all, being a genuine motivator. That's what Deepika would act out for all of them. As someone said, compassion ignites a catalyst for healing and transforms the way we see the world. being a catalyst for change and building empathy for those entrusted to you is exactly what leadership entails it becomes simple once you understand what people truly value because then you can mostly give it to them fast forward to mid december 2021 dipika's program speak up lady had been running for over a year approximately 100 women had been mentored by then and we found ourselves once again sitting at clarity hive this time enjoying lunch we were discussing how to strategize the future roadmap for the program and elevate it to the next level 
Deepika mentioned that during the numerous one-to-one sessions with her mentees, every time she had heard unique stories from each one of them. I asked her what was the common pattern she observed in those stories. She said that women often harbor many of their own biases which become obstacles to their success. Many times women expect others to solve their problem and many times they shy away from asking for help. Roy suggested you should write these stories about overcoming biases and compile them into a book. I looked up and responded why not if i can write it you can too tipika was unprepared and expressed concern that she did not know how to write or have the time to do it i knew that a small seed had been planted in her mind it was now time for me to nurture it slowly over 2 to 3 weeks acting as a catalyst i kept checking on her interest still unconvinced I suggested why don't you write two or three stories and see where it takes us this tactic worked and now the seed was taking root she wrote two stories which we sent to roy for his review and he returned them with revisions upon reading them and noticing the way roy had structured the stories i had a flash of inspiration I suggested to Deepika that we should bring Roy on board to help us crystallize the book. She questioned why we were spending so much money on this. To which I replied, "It's a legacy you are creating. It's not an expense. It's an investment for creating a brighter future for many women." So, Roy was brought on board. The team was now set. even a catalyst herself would need a catalyst not only to speed up the process but also to invest compassionately into the mission and it was an interesting mission the journey of writing thus began dipika would record audio draft the stories and roy would redraft them afterwards we would review each draft every story had to be validated sometimes this involved interviewing the women and other times we had to check the messaging this exercise went on for almost 6 months three of us would either meet at clarity hive or our home or at a cafe it wasn't easy at the word go while dipika and i come from corporate backgrounds roy being an advertiser and a brand communication guy has always been on the other side of the table his ways of interpreting a narrative is vastly different from what we observe interpret and engage at corporate levels it was a classic clash between the right and the left brain but that helped a lot there was a challenger amongst us and we couldn't take any interpretation for granted who knows had this not been the case the book would not have become a best seller we debated locked our horns and tried to extract a seamless morale whatever said and done all three of us were committed to a common cause the book we drafted around 20 stories and eventually chose 14 of them while this was going on i recalled that it had taken me two failed attempts and two years to write my own book 
I had experienced the ups and downs in my attempts with writing and was well aware of the mistakes I made back then. I was looking for ways to share these experiences and ensure the same mistakes were not repeated. Then came the time to decide on the name of the book. Many options were suggested. Being an action-oriented person, I wanted the title to convey a sense of urgency and action. Thus, we named it Now, Speak Up Lady, complete with exclamation mark at the end. The seed was now growing into a plant. The book went for printing. We were only one week away from the launch and when we saw the front cover, two feelings emerged. A sense of awe at finally having the book in hand and also a concern as the cover print was not as we had expected. The color of the front cover background was not as per the final artwork. We were aiming for perfection. Each detail mattered. There were watermarked words in the background of the cover artwork that captured the biases women face. I requested Roy to personally visit Thompson Press at Okla to verify it himself. He spent the entire day ensuring the cover was printed correctly. He explains it as color gradation and a whole lot of complex printing processes. Finally, we had the finished book in our hands. The typical aroma of a new book is simply amazing, isn't it? The seed had now grown into a tree. It was time to present it to the world. And now, here we were. After successfully launching the book, celebrating over dinner. A lot happens behind the scenes for a change to come about. It requires a combination of being a catalyst and showing compassion. And that is a trait of a transformative leader. Mahatma Gandhi said, In a gentle way, you can shake the world. This quote beautifully reflects that a change can be brought about by catalyst in a gentle manner. Like in this case, Deepika donned the hat of a compassionate catalyst, first motivating and hand-holding her mentees to overcome their own biases and then helping them create their own compelling personal brand stories. I have met leaders who are catalysts and are ready to bring about significant change. But the great question pokes, do you have the compassion? Not everyone likes change. And as a leader, one needs to understand and accept this. I've also met leaders who are truly compassionate and get along well with people, but they do not instigate substantial changes as they lack a catalytic mindset. So, business leaders of tomorrow, remember that to be a transformative leader, you need to exhibit both catalytic qualities and compassion. Join us in the next episode where I'll share a fascinating story of three friends from a tier two city with fantastic storytelling of the Indian hinterland with a business outlook which took the world by a storm. Stay tuned.